All right, welcome everyone. Um, I wanna start with sharing that, I, I've mentioned this a few times, but the power of this process of teaching these sikhas and learning the sikhas and like how it's so much bigger than me and so much bigger than making sense of it from our brains. Um, and I, I've mentioned this, but I wanna express this even more about what happened this week. Like every single week, I go through something, some sort of energy, some sort of something that feels like it's taking away from my ability to prepare the class. Like a couple of weeks ago, I went through a lot of my own inner rage, a lot of like my own stuff around my own personal anger and dealing with that. And then I felt like it was taking away from, I was like, oh no, I have all this heavy emotion. How am I gonna prepare my class? How am I gonna be ready for the class? And then when it came to the day of, I realized no, this is the class. This was, it like became revealed to me. Oh my gosh, this is totally connected to the energy of the Sikha. And then last week also I had something similar. And this week is so much more vulnerable for me and more than ever before. And because this week is all about feminine energy and receptivity. And it's so challenging for me because what happened was that this week when I opened up the Sikha, I was like, whoa, there's certain certain weeks that it, I open it up and it's very flowing for me. And I really, it like the words jumped to me and I, and I, and I really have integration around it. And then some weeks it's just very transcendent energy, very deep. It feels like I'm swimming like deep in the dark ocean and just like so much information flooding at me. And I'm like, oh my goodness, how am I going to ground this? How am I going to make sense of it? And of course I went into it it with like, okay, I have to make sense of this. You know, I have a responsibility. I have to show up on Thursday and be able to. So I went into masculine energy for the past couple of days. Where I'm like, okay, I have to know this whole thing. I have to connect the dots. And what does this mean? And what does this mean? And what does this mean? I need to be so prepared. And the more I try to prepare and the more with my head and make sense and understand all the Hasidus and all the concepts, the more I understood, but the more I got overwhelmed and I started getting more and more overwhelmed to the point that yesterday I really was like, I, I don't know if I could show up tomorrow. This is too much. It's like too much information. I'm flooded. I feel overwhelmed. Like, I don't know if I can give this over. It's not grounded. And then I literally just like wanted to give up. But I knew that Hashem always helps me somehow. But I want to share this because it's so profound. And I go through this on some level every single week. And then I um I just like breathe and I was like, okay, what's coming up for me? What are my feelings? And then I, I, I the feelings I was like, okay, I have this responsibility and I've been in this flow the past four months and there's so many there's parts of this sikha that is transcendent and above me and like what if I what if I don't have it all figured out? And then I was once I realized what I was feeling, I was able to like breathe and release that and say like, okay, it's okay, you know. And then I literally told myself okay, if you want to, if you can't show up tomorrow and you can't do, okay, what's the end of the world? Like you're choosing you. It's fine. It's totally fine. And then I went to sleep, like completely surrendered. And then this morning I woke up and it all came to me and I realized, oh my gosh, not only did this process not take away from the Sikha, this is the Sikha. This is what this whole week is about. It's about feminine energy and about being receptive. And I was trying to prepare to teach the Sikha in masculine energy, like with my head and making sense of it and having it figured out. And the more I try, the more it didn't work because the Rebbe's like, how are you going to teach about feminine energy and receptivity and masculine energy? That's not going to work. You have to, it's like, I have to be in the zone, in the energy to be able to give it over properly. And 
it's really, really profound. Like I've never experienced something like this, that every single week, like I go through like this massive roller coaster of like different experiences and different emotions. And then I always land on Thursday and I'm like, wow, that was experiential learning. Like that's how I have to prepare for these sikhas. So this week I have to show up completely vulnerable, completely receptive in feminine energy, like trusting that it's gonna come through me because my brain completely malfunctioned yesterday. And I come and I, I know the other thing. So first of all, receptive energy is like just being open for flow to come through me. Number one, number two, and not having control me controlling it. And number two, the other part of the Sikha that talks about is that there's always a third way. And that when we when masculine and feminine feminine get into alignment, when we feminine energy becomes receptive and we we know what our role is and then it helps men know what their role is and there's harmony that makes space for Hashem's essence which is like the third we talked about the triangle like Hashem's essence to come through and it makes harmony and then there's all of a sudden no one has to compromise and you don't have to compromise anything there's always a third way so that was another thing that came through that I realized in my preparation it was like so 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 focused and trying to make sense of all of it and then i wanted to give up and i was like okay maybe i just won't do it and then i was like but the, yeah but there's always a third way because i've been learning about the third way and i was like the third way is gonna come and then this morning the third way came i was like just give what you know don't try to there's if i try to give it all it's too much for everyone it's too much for me there's so much these sikhas were given for like forever you know we're always gonna there's always gonna be more that i won't understand and that's the truth. And the third way is like, show up and whatever comes through is what you're supposed to teach. And that was so profound because these are like literally the bottom line of the lessons. So I had to share that because it's such a, it's like a real life, you know, what I'm, what I'm going through. Okay. So I'm going to start. Um, sorry, you want to say something? Oh, okay. And I usually I in order to sometimes to like really share or bring an idea home, it helps to, you know, zoom out and go to the bigger picture, start from creation again, even though many times I have, but every time we share it based on the lesson of that of that day or that week, it gives a like a little bit of a different flavor and more understanding. So I'm gonna start again from the beginning of creation and the purpose of creation to help understand the context of this week's talk. So Hashem, Hashem is essence. Hashem is the essence of everything. He's energy. He's the unconditional love. He's the source of light. He's the source of everything that's within everything. And he had an, a desire for this energy, this unconditional love, this vibrancy, this energy that holds up the whole universe that's within the whole universe to have a home to dwell in, a space to live in, a physical space to live, to express, to delight in, to experience a physical world, which will enable him to have more pleasure and more delight and more expansive experience. Because when he's just energy, he's everything. But when he is able to, you know, now have, and we've talked about this many times, but I just want to bring it up again. Like now essence can come and have a home and have a garden and have a beach and have food and have dance and have music and have people and have connections. And all of these things he's experiencing, it's an expansion of himself. And, you know, similar to a person who 
wants to create a home and of course they want it to be in a space where they feel comfortable where their essence you know they want it to be their style and their style furniture and decorate in a way that makes them feel really really comfortable they could just unwind and the right you know the right sofa that just feels inviting and all the details the other thing hashem wanted is that not only that his essence be able to experience this physical world he also wanted intimacy he wanted there to be a marriage with the parts of himself. And he, just like Adam and Chava were originally masculine and feminine, within essence, essence is everything. Essence is the energy that is the source, it's everything. So within the source energy is everything. Everything that's created in this world, everything in this physical world was originally in the source, of course, because the source is the one making it happen. So whatever we see, of course, it originally was in the source. So masculine and feminine energy is aspects of the source energy of essence. It's it's essence is much bigger than masculine and feminine, but it has masculine and feminine. So in addition to wanting to live in this beautiful world and enjoy and delight in the world, he wanted his masculine and feminine parts to have a relationship because you know a king could enjoy a beautiful we've talked we've used this parable of a king in a palace. You could live in a beautiful palace, but you could live alone. So he wanted to separate his masculine and feminine parts in order to come back and have union, which would be true deep intimacy and togetherness with his two parts. Just like Adam and Chava said, oh, we're together, you know, that's beautiful. But if we separate and then come back together, it's it's much deeper because then we're separate beings and we come back. So Hashem therefore created the world. And it starts with the six days of creation where Hashem is making these beautiful world and, you know, the splitting the ocean and the land and the trees and the flowers and the grass and exotic birds and fish and everything is his palace. He was created this for himself. And he divided his masculine and feminine energy. And the thing is that two things had to happen in order for the world to exist. He needed to hide his essence and he needed to hide, suppress his feminine energy. And, and, and I'll, I'll tell you why. And now we've talked about this before, but again, you'll understand why I'm bringing this up again. Essence is unconditional love. Essence is light. Essence is the source. Essence is everything. When we're connected to essence, the, ch- the chasing is done. The running away is done. Like we have everything. We're like literally tapped into the very vibration and very source of energy that we have been searching for our entire life it it solves all problems it fills all the cracks it takes away all dichotomy it takes away all pain it just it just fills all that space but because it's such powerful love if the essence would have been revealed from the beginning all this creation that comes from essence would not would just magnetically go back to its source, would go back to essence, because why would it want to be separate? It knows that is, it knows that it's essence. It knows that it's really nothing on its own. And so it would just want to like magnetically go back to source. And so Hashem hid his essence under the, he created darkness. And there was like this veil of thick darkness of thick density. And he put his essence under the darkness. And he said, unfortunately, my essence is going to have to be suppressed and separated and under this deep darkness until the world has enough separation and until the world is ready to access this incredible, incredible, incredible light that's literally the thing that we've been aching for our whole life. 
and from that space that has vessels. Now the thing is, so that's what happened with the essence. Yeah. What's with vessels? I missed it. That that the world needed to have enough separation in order to be able to eventually the essence could could live inside this physical mm -hmm. world. But it's it, it was so separated from essence for so long that it's it it's grounded on the earth. Otherwise, we would have just gone back to source. Okay. All right. So what happened to the feminine energy? The problem is with feminine energy is that feminine energy is is, is physical. It's like Asa. We talked about it. it's Toho light. It's very, very, very expansive light it's pleasure it's joy it's emotion it's fire it's it's self-expression it's art it's dance it's all of that and then the problem is that feminine light without essence it doesn't have and and without groundedness it's like ace of ace of was an example of feminine light without connected to essence and without having enough vessels so he was he was the feminine light without boundaries like he did what he was in the field and he was hunting and he he had so many wives because he just had a crazy desire and he had lust and he ended up being an idol worship and then it grew and grew and grew he he just wanted to murder people so he murdered people it was like literally no this is what i want this is i want to do whatever i want i just want to have pleasure i just want to enjoy the world also another example of feminine light um you know, unrefined was originally before this world was created, there was a world, a feminine world that was created. It was a world of Tohu, all feminine power, passion, light. And that was the first world that Hashem created. And it's, and it's scattered and exploded because feminine light, unrefined or without essence is just crazy, crazy energy. So Hashem basically understood that in order for his feminine energy, and there's there's other reasons as well. And I, I on one hand, I'm like, I mean, maybe I should share it too, but I feel like it's too much. And I feel like it, we'll get to it eventually, like other reasons why the feminine energy has been suppressed. We'll see if it comes up, but I wanna focus on this theme that the feminine energy, basically Hashem, when, when, when we say like Hashem was crying with us in exile, that he was suppressed, the parts of us that were suppressed is Hashem suppressed. He suppressed his feminine energy because his feminine energy couldn't be in its light without essence and without boundaries. It just couldn't work. And so he suppresses essence under the darkness and he suppresses feminine energy under the darkness. And all we had revealed was the masculine energy. And we talked about it the past few weeks, the masculine energy of sunshine and the sun and Nefeshela kiss, the spiritual doing, doing, doing and the action. And all that other stuff was was hidden. Now, the Rebbe is going to speak so much about the sun and the moon in the Sikha. Because yeah. everything that's, everything, the spiritual world, the heaven world, and the physical world are mirrors to each other. They're opposite. And whatever is in, whatever we see in this, what, we always say whatever we see in this world is also inside of our bodies. That's true. And also whatever is in the physical world is also in the spiritual world. Like, you see in creation, right? Hashem made the, he split the sea and then he put like, you know, the water of the clouds and he made the sky and the land and he made the clouds and the ocean and he made the 
the birds in the in the sky and the fish in the, in the on the in the sea like everything has its parallel he made angels which are like his his um co-creators and his vessels to do hashem's will in heaven and he made humans which are like the angels on earth the physical manifestation of hashem being co-creators through us so masculine and feminine energy also exist in the spiritual world and that's the sun and the moon the moon is the feminine and the sun is the masculine and what happened was that because essence was hidden the the sun and the moon were both originally shining their light they were both powerful lights but they were without essence so they were sharing one crown they were like both power equal lights and the moon because the feminine light has deeper wisdom deeper intuition just like Chava understood that the way the world was in Gan Eden wasn't there was a deeper plan because the, fem, the, the feminine light has like this deeper intuition of wanting to go even closer and deeper to truth the moon is feminine and the moon said this is not going to work like we're both going to be equal that means we're both going to be a masculine energy if we're both in masculine energy there's going to be no harmony just masculine 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 do 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 go 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 someone's going to have to compromise here it doesn't work and so the moon realized that there's something so much deeper in, in her feminine intuition and said you know what i'm going to suppress and diminish my light for now and be a lower light to be diminished and 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 just receive from the masculine like from the sun i'm going to receive the whatever light i have is just going to be from the sun i'm not going to have my own light yeah there's so much here i have a lot to clarify what first of all why did the moon see like what does that mean that the moon saw that it was going to be in masculine energy if it both shared one crown what does that mean that means she wasn't she they weren't connected to essence right because essence was hidden right away from the beginning of creation the essence is hidden the essence is the thing the essence is the energy that creates a third way that creates space for both that allows the feminine to have it's also essence is inherent worth so if, we're going to talk about this but a, a feminine a, fe, a woman cannot be in her full feminine energy without essence because she, then she doesn't she's not connected to her inherent worth and without inherent worth we can't be feminine because feminine is malchus which is receiver which is silence which is not taking up space and if you don't if you're not connected to your inherent worth it's very almost impossible to be in feminine energy i'm going to back you up a little bit more why is feminine energy essence why is the essence connected with feminine energy no it's not that the essence connected to feminine energy it will feminine energy is because of its flow because it's tohu light which is flow and redemptive and expansive and self-expression and panemius it's the inner light and masculine is more external feminine light has more access to be and, and because we're receptive so we make more space to receive in the stillness and the quiet we have a higher light meaning that we have access to essence in a higher level like shabbos we have and and then we become the giver of essence but that that's we're gonna get there i feel like you're like jumping a little bit but it's fine i mean if a nice quick, a quick question is keter have a masculine or feminine or is that like both is that yeah it's both it's the it, it has a feminine component because it's like the desire it's desire and pleasure but um 
I think it's more, it's, it's, it's more feminine because it's connected to desire and pleasure, but it's Keter is really when you're in your desire and pleasure, and then you put it into action because you, then you're actually doing the desire. So it's masculine and feminine together. Like the desire, the feeling of desire is feminine, but then putting your desires into action is the masculine helping you do that. The action. So, it's so interesting. Cause that's what I, I learned last night in, in the Torah or was that this point of, Hector having to do with a businessman. And I kept thinking like, this is that third thing, that negotiation. It's putting it into like how we always have to negotiate. Like, get first get in touch with our desire. Yeah. And then like get that, you know, I, I was just, it was just, I, I never heard this idea that it was had to do with the businessman or something with the, you know, the, how business and goes out. But I thought it makes so much sense. Okay. Yeah. Thank you. Sure. Also, I just want to say, you know, as I said um, in the beginning that I just want to get through the class and then just if there's any questions, ask questions to help clarify. And then like the discussion of other things, it's easier if we do it afterwards. That way we can just like get through the actual class. But definitely ask questions to help clarify. Um, so just to clarify before you go on, Nahama, you're talking about essence and just in one word, what's the connection with the essence and the feminine? There's two things. Number one, there's two aspects here. Number one is the feminine, because the feminine is a is is a is a receiver, and receptive energy is open. It's a vessel. It in when a fem when feminine energy is actually in her energy and actually is in receptive energy. You it's it's there's more stillness. There's more quiet. When there's right. chaos, there's no space for essence. And actually, mm -hmm. that's why, what was the darkness? What was the density that covered up essence? It was chaos. It was confusion. Like the whole world went into total like chaos and, 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 and we got into our head and shame and blame and confusion. That was actually what was blocking essence. Essence was always there. So what does it mean mm -hmm. essence was blocked? Is the world became so busy and so focused and so stressed out and so anxious. That was the darkness that was covering up essence. In receptivity, in quiet, essence is there essence is available but you have to be able to get yourself into humility and into quiet because women are more receptive energy and men are more external and more doers in that stillness we receive we access essence more naturally and then we we provide that energy into the world which ultimately elevates the masculine also following okay yes yeah. okay now the other but but now i'm going to talk about the issue why why was masculine energy able to be full in its glory and why not feminine energy both didn't have essence right so the reason is because the masculine energy like we talked about is more like nefeshel a kiss it's more spiritual it's like the sunlight it's the sun rays it's like doing it's more action and the masculine energy, and we're going to talk about how this is connected to this week's Parsha, Yaakov, the masculine energy is actually the spiritual light that's used to elevate sparks. It was used to elevate sparks. So it was, it wasn't, it didn't really, it didn't need essence in order to do its work because it has its, it has light. It has spiritual light. It's lower than essence, but it has it's tikkun. It has spiritual light. It knows what it needs to do. It has its worth based on what it accomplishes. 
And we needed the masculine energy because the Tohu light, right, was scattered all over the world. There was feminine energy all over the world. And the feminine energy, in order for it to be revealed and in its full glory, needed to have boundaries and needed to have vessels. So it specifically needed the masculine energy. We needed to be fully in masculine energy and spiritual energy in order to be able to refine and elevate the world, which is the avoda that we've done until this Mashiach avoda when it switched, that we were here, we needed to refine the sparks, the feminine sparks, the toe sparks and everything. And we needed the spiritual energy because we were bringing vessels to that powerful feminine light. That's one reason. And the second thing is why the feminine energy had to be suppressed is because Feminine energy is the ace of energy, is the pleasure and the joy and the expansiveness. And Tikkun, the spiritual energy, the masculine energy is boundaries. So it it didn't need to be hidden. The feminine energy, if you don't have essence, that's how it that's how it grows into addictions. Because what happens? Why 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 do why does why did we always have we said like escafia, right? You have to jump over and stay away and try not to eat too much and don't get too excited about clothes and don't do good, stay away from physical. The problem was, was we, we didn't have essence and feminine light without essence is is the pro, is a problem because feminine light knows it's it's more receptive it, it has more humility it's naturally knows it's always searching for something it has this natural faith so when we're going to the physical without essence we're we're in search mode because we are we're searching where's that wholesomeness where's that unconditional love where's that nourishment where's that safety where's the isness of everything that could just hold me and tell me i'm enough the inner worthiness we've been searching for that our whole life the problem is we only were able to access that with the spiritual light because the spiritual light was safe the physical light if we access that we want more and more and more and more because there's a high to it because it's feminine so it's like very powerful light but it's never going to give us enough because we were substituting it for essence we didn't have essence so we were looking for essence in the feminine light, in the physical, in the, in the, in the addictive things, because it was like, it gave us something that the, okay, the spiritual light gave us something, but it didn't have the feminine high. It just was, you do this, you do this. It gives, it, it could give you a high. No, there was a high from like, you know, doing light and doing mitzvot and it could give you a high, but that was fine because it was spiritual. The physical also had a high, it had a feminine high. But the feminine high is a higher light. It's very powerful. It's very like seductive. It's very like, you know, could, th- could throw you in and like pull you in a million directions. But without essence, you just want more and more and more. The cake made you feel good. So you want more and more and more and more and more. What do you want? You want essence, but you don't have essence. So you so desperately want it in the cake. Once you once you have essence, once the essence is redeemed and it's in your body and it's here, everything switches addictions is not a thing anymore and that's why we're at a time where the rabbi is saying now you could access the physical and you could access your desires and you could it is safe and you don't have to stay away you could have boundaries now because once you're tapped into essence why would you look for love in cake if you have love in your heart in your body it's like the cake, the love and the cake doesn't even come close to the love inside of your body. It's like you, you, you're, you're totally connected to source. It's like, you know, a kid who doesn't, who never like, you know, their mother, God forbid, is sick or away and the, and the baby's crying and like trying to grab onto anything. And then if they have, and their mother, you know, gets better and comes home and is holding the baby, 
the baby's like, I don't want any of those things. I use the pacifier and I use the bottle and I use this and I use that just to get comfort. My thumb, my, 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 my stuffed animal is holding on to comfort, but now I have my mother. I just want my mother. I want my mother to hold me. Like I'm happy. I don't need any of those things anymore. And, and, and I want to say that what happens is without essence, when we're looking to the physical, we're saying, Oh, I, I want to feel better. I want to, you know, get soothed. I want to, I want to feel where I feel so invalidated or I feel so worthless or I feel so triggered. So let me use something physical to feel good. What happens is when you have essence, you have a complete transformation with the physical. You're saying, I already feel whole. I already feel validated. I already feel loved. I already feel worthy. I have everything. But from this space, I have this crazy desire to make this delicious soup or I have this crazy desire to go, you know, to, to the park and sit in the sun. And you understand what is that desire? It's Hashem's essence wanting to relish in his world. He made this world for him. So when I'm eating the soup, I'm eating it because Hashem desires it. And when I'm going to the park, it's because Hashem desires it. And when I'm dancing, it's because Hashem desires it. The physical completely transforms. It's it's so not about, it's like, gosh, me, I separate. It's, what are you talking about? Hashem wants to experience this. It's, and of course, it's not addictive. Of course, you don't want more and more and more. You want as much as Hashem wants it. And then you want to move on to something else. You live balanced because Hashem sometimes wants spiritual, sometimes wants physical, sometimes wants stillness sometimes wants to just sit outside and look at the butterflies it's always changing it never becomes extreme in anything yeah Rachel. Rachel. so is essence the feminine way to access the boundaries of tikkun like it sounds like you're kind of saying that in our you know state of desire and tohu the way that we don't go overboard is because we're connected with essence and therefore we can tell when it's quenching us in the deep way versus mm -hmm. when it goes overboard. Like I'm just trying to kind of connect the pieces, like understanding like is desire um, like intricately and inseparably connected to essence or is it just an expression of essence and essence can remain without desire? It's an expression of essence and essence is the wholeness and the isness of everything. It's Hashem's essence. It's be, it's before separation. It's before masculine and feminine. It's before dichotomy before anything. It's source. It's the source. So it's, it's in everything. It's in the stillness. And that's why, because it's source energy, the more quiet we are, the more we access this inner love. That's why when we're so unsettled and we're anxious and we're all over the place and we're disassociated, the only thing that can heal that is essence. So when we're disassociated and we're feeling overwhelmed, we usually turn to addictions to feel better, but then actually it just makes us worse and worse and worse. So the solution, when the more dichotomy we have inside of us, the more overwhelmed, the more all over the place we feel and scattered, but letting go and going into stillness into nothing and just like holding our heart and breathing and grounding and lying on the earth and imagine connecting to essence, to source, to like, this is bigger than my thoughts and bigger than my heart and bigger than my feelings and bigger than all the things I don't know and bigger than all my fears. That's how we ground. That's how we come back to alignment. And we and that's how we more and more and more we build strength to live in wholesomeness and love because we're bringing ourselves to essence. Essence is the plug of love, the plug of wholesomeness, the plug of healing that's redemptive, that solves all problems. Now, that's source. And then from there, essence has all kinds of aspects to it's him it's he she it's bigger than anything and then 
there's the feminine, there's the masculine part of Hashem inside of us, the nafesh kiss that wants to do, that wants to do good, that wants to do taran mitzvah, spiritual. And then there's a feminine part of Hashem within the nafesh of Bahamas that wants to have desire and pleasure and joy and our self-expression, our emotions, our, our creativity, our talents and all that. And then there's Hashem, then, so, and then there's Keter, which is Hashem's desires, which is also connected to the feminine. And it's, it's, it's like, there's our inherent self. There's, there's me, Nechama, my inherent self, bigger than my masculine and feminine and what I do and what I accomplish. And then there's my talents, my desires, the good things that I do, the thing, my personality, it's all aspects of me, but at the source. And as long as we are not connected to essence, we're always defining our worth based on the lower aspects of us. Essence is like, you're worthy just because it's that the wholesomeness at the source. Does that answer your question? I hope so. Yes, it it does. I, I guess I'm just still like a teeny bit curious. Um, cause you were saying like, if a person's connected to essence, then they won't go like overboard with mm-hmm. desires that are not coming from like the, the pure place. So mm-hmm. is there an element of like boundaries to the essence that like, isn't necessarily like this very strict imposed thing, but more just like this kind of sensing when like we're yeah. done and ready for the next thing. I mean, there, you have to be really in tune, but I think because it's such powerful light, that's why we have had so many years of just tikkun, of just refinement and just spiritual light to create such solid boundaries within us before we access this pleasure and desire, which is the machine, like the Google work, because we've learned how to be so disciplined. And so like we've already figured out that art. So now we're ready to have the desires because we've already harnessed that that boundary part of us. And now we, and then, and you have to use discernment and you have to be honest and you have to slow down and you have to connect to essence, which is staying in a state of, of love and, and groundedness and, you know, calmness. And then you know, when, when we're scattered and all over the place and like get out of our inner worth and get out of essence and forget who we are and are overwhelmed, then we don't know what we desire. And then we don't flow. And then we do go back to the scattered space. It's, so it, it's constant. We have to be working on all of those things all the time. Okay. Um, so this is that this is one of the answers why, as women, we've we've been suppressed, the moon has been suppressed, the feminine energy, the tohu light has been suppressed, meaning we haven't been able to access like our desires or pleasure or the physical world, really. We've been told to like separate. And even women, right? All through the years, we we were the we were the receivers and the men were the givers, and the men knew better. Like the rabbis know better than the women, you know, like we have to learn Torah from the men and they have the higher light. And all through the years, until the feminist movement, which I'm gonna talk about. It was always like, you know, the man comes home, the woman takes off the man's shoes and massages him and makes him, gives him tea and everything's revolved around the man. And the woman is there to serve the man. Now, there was aspects that that were good about that. Um, and in the sense that there was a, at least a, a woman in the home, there was a very strong home life and the woman was the mother and she took care of the kids. And, you know, there was clarity of this is the man, this is the woman. But it was very, very, very shallow relationship because that's not face-to-face unity when it's all the wife is all suppressed and it's all about the man and 
like her worth is completely surrounded by the man and she has no worth on her own, that's a very, very shallow relationship. And actually that's been the relationship that we had in a certain way with Hashem. But like we've been very, very suppressed and we didn't know our inherent worth. And there was like this Hashem, like outside of us, we're like, please Hashem, you know, like take care of us. And, but like, we're nothing, we're nothing. Like, you know, like the Fabrangans and the, the, that bother me so much when the men are like, you're past, you're nothing. You're like a little tiny crumb. You're like, you like, like it was like a thing to like put, put each other down. Like Hashem, Hashem outside of us is everything. And then we're, we're nothing. We're suppressed because compared to Hashem, we're the feminine energy. That's not a real relationship. That's not like what Hashem desired. That's not face-to-face unity where like we're in our worth and we have an opinion and we like feel one with Hashem and we feel unconditionally loved and we have Hashem flowing through us and like we feel so held and so embraced and so important and so valid and like a co-creator with Hashem. So the masculine and feminine energy um, relationship was very, very shallow and very suppressed and very not ideal and our relationship with Hashem was very not ideal and we're going to read in the Sikha the Rebbe said that until now we had a relationship a very shallow relationship with Hashem like it was a it was just the engagement where you know so we know Hashem but really we want to get to marriage and the same thing with the husband and wife like if if it's all if the feminine is suppressed it's not neither of them are really getting the most out of the marriage now I see Rachel you you have a question the other Rachel Tamsin Hi, yes, yes, I do. I just uh, maybe skip to discuss later. Um, but if you um, can help me, um, like the the two sides of suppression, like like Sneas has a lot of power um, to keep things hidden and germinating and growing. And how does that relate to suppression for women specifically? Well, you could look at it as suppression or 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 not. It's actually to protect the value of a woman. You can see it both ways. Like modesty is actually in order to protect the woman from being looked at as a as an item or feeling like an item and realizing how powerful a woman is. It's it's a protection. It's like you're gonna see me for my skin, for my body. Excuse me. Like I'm a powerful vessel of Hashem. I have like such high light. You know, like I'm gonna honor myself. And it's not even for the men. Also, it's for ourselves. Like to honor ourselves, and not for us to see ourselves as an empty shell of a body, but to see like we are, we are, women have so much light and so much power. And also because our bodies happen to be beautiful, we can forget and think that our worth is based on like how men look at us or how beautiful our body is. And we can forget that like inside of us is literally like the highest light of Hashem's essence within us. And we have so much power. So modesty is to protect us, to, re- to help us and men to remember our worth. It's not really, it's, it's the opposite of suppression, it's protection. Thank you. You're welcome. So let's talk a little bit about the feminist movement because it's so interesting. It actually started, um, I I looked it up this morning because I was like, I I need to make sure I get it right. But it says in 1848 and it's it's about parallel to the time when Hasidus was really growing and the Hasidic movement was really growing and, you know, people were accessing Hasidus in a whole new way. And there's no mistake, everything that happens at the right time, except that things can just like Asaf had higher light, but it was totally used in the wrong way. The feminist movement was accessing very powerful light, but they totally used it in the wrong way. So 
until before Hasidus was revealed, we were like really in the dark of exile, like completely separate from essence, completely separate from the feminine light, like 100%. Then the Baal Shem Tov started initiating and preparing for this next stage of the feminine light and the feminine world. And, you know, seeing even the way he saw everyone, like looking at the panemius, looking at the person's soul, looking at the people's heart, don't, you know, before everyone was evaluated how much Torah do you know and how scholarly are you, which is totally masculine and ego and spiritual. The Balshamto started the feminist, fem, real feminine energy, where it was like, look at your heart, look how penimous you are, look how sincere, like that's so beautiful. And Hasid has opened up a whole new world because the world was starting to prepare to create space for essence to be revealed because we were getting, that's the beginning of really the Mashiach era, the days of Mashiach were beginning and preparing the pathway for the world, the, fe the feminine energy to stop being suppressed and to be revealed and to make space and way for the essence to come out. Now, the fem because energetically and spiritually the world was shifting and the world was getting ready for the feminine power to be revealed, the feminist movement accessed that energy like they felt and they sensed that the suppression of the feminine energy is done, but they got it totally wrong. They understood what like we've been suppressed we've been just like nothing but receivers and like everything is revolved around the masculine energy no we have power too we have power too but they still weren't connected to essence so they got it all wrong and they thought that their power was basically well the masculine is the power and the masculine has always had the power and like the sunshine is like the biggest light so we want to be like the sun and we want to be like men and in a way it just actually even though there's there's two things that happened spiritually the world was actually preparing for mashiach more and more because the feminine like through hasidus it was paving the way for true feminists for true like getting to the heart but in the world like it's a lot of like if you see in the world right now like the liberal movement why we're getting so close to unconditional love and mashiach is going to be unconditional love and you're loved as you are and if you're black you're white you're rich you're poor you're man woman it doesn't you have unconditional love so the liberal movement are accessing the light that's coming, but totally in the ace of way without in a not completely gullus, non-redemptive way. So they're like, I could be a man, I could be a woman, I could be whoever I want. Just love me, love me, love me. They're accessing truth, but in a totally misconformed, misused way. So the, the feminist movement was like, we're just like men. We're just as great. But they, they don't realize we're not just like men. We have we're women. We have so much power. We're actually have a higher level because we have closer to essence. And what happened was that in a way we got into deeper gallus in a certain way because like the, simultaneously as the light gets stronger, there's a physically there also seems there's a deeper darkness, but it's happening simultaneously because things are shifting. Like right now with the with all that's going on, it looks like deeper darkness, but it's just light coming in that's being misused and it's all part of the process. So when the woman became like men, in a way we went into deeper gallus because the fa family unit totally like being a mother became like the worst job in the world. Like what you're a mother and, you know, and then it's so sad because then kids are being raised without their mother's essence, without the heart, right? Cause one, the mother is chasing essence and validation outside in the masculine world. And so, you know, then kids are prone to more addiction or more or drugs or overeating or addicted to social media, or even sadly now like porn or whatever, all these things, because it's like, there's no mother, there's no feminine light, and the feminine light is closer to essence. So we're even further in away from essence because we don't even our home life and the structure of a stable mother has gone away. 
And what's so crazy is that a lot of things that come that happen in the world filter in and even the from and the Bavich world and you see like in in even in shluchas right like so many women think that being a shlucha means just as much as the men like oh yeah i run a preschool and an elementary school and hebrew school and i have 12 kids and i have 100 guests every shabbos and i run mikvah and i and oh and i and it's great and i'm i'm doing it all and it's it's amazing um something's gotta go it doesn't it doesn't make any sense like are you connected to essence are you connected to your essence like do you ever sit outside and feel your heart you know it, it's it's absolutely impossible and so and then what happens is, is that when women are scattered and doing all those things so they come home they're irritable they're frustrated and then the man who's already in masculine energy has no place to land because the men only can connect to essence through the woman we are the we are what's the word um we access essence and men access essence through us like there's um ah oh, you use the or the portal we're the portal to essence and men can access essence men can have permission to enjoy life to have pleasure to relax to get out of anxiety to get out of their heads only through us if we're not doing it forget it never gonna happen ain't gonna happen it's hard enough for us it's impossible we are the portal for them so what happens is that now you have what we've had now is families that are scattered all over the place. The wife's irritable, the husband's irritable, husband and wife fighting, trying to pretend. And then it's like, you don't see me. Well, I don't see you don't see me. Well, I have needs. Well, I have needs, too. And tension and tension and tension and tension, like the, the moon saying, like, there's no space for both of us. We can't both do masculine energy and 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 the deterioration of of shalom bias and of family life and, and then kids raised where my mother's all over the place. My father's all over the place. I'm totally disconnected from essence because if my mother's not in essence, then I don't have access to essence. So I need to be seen. So now I need to post myself all over social media or, or wear certain clothes or do certain things with the hope of being seen because essence is so far from the house and that is so painful. And that is literally, I, I believe, the core of like all the problems of our life right now. Like where it got so bad because like the whole the whole feminist movement like completely like went even extreme and took any hope and made it the opposite. So how do we bring how do we bring back like what's the secret and how do we bring our home light up our home light up ourselves light up have healthy relationships and like really you know redeem all this. So. We see the secret in through the and in, in the sicha to, to this week of the relationship between the sun and the moon, and it's so fascinating because I have to say that when I read it, it took me a couple of days to actually really understand it because we always learned that when Mashiach comes, the sun and the moon are going to become equal lights. There's going to be two luminaries in the sky. So I always imagine like two suns, and and we when we know what does that mean that there's going to be no more darkness anymore because darkness, everything that we see externally is it's all again mirrors to what's going on so there's darkness in the world so there's also like physical darkness and there's darkness and shadows inside of us so there's physical darkness so and also we don't we won't so what does it mean that there will be no more darkness no more night no there will be no more night so that what does it mean that we won't need to sleep yeah we won't need to sleep because what is sleep what is death it's a little death death is that our body is so exhausted from the separation and the suppression and the overwhelm of living in exile and so far from its source how many years can you live without source? 
80, 90, 100 years, eventually you have to plug back in and reconnect to essence, remember what this is all about and come back reincarnated to continue this process. Sleep is the same thing. It's like after a whole day of like exhausting work, you go to sleep and you have one sixtieth of death, just like a part of you reconnects to essence and remembers like, oh yeah, there's something more here. There's something more here. Once we're connected to essence, there will be no more dark. Well, because the tr- the dark will be completely transformed and we won't need, even need to sleep anymore. So I don't know what that's going to look like, what we're going to do 24 hours a day, but we're going to have a lot of pleasure and joy, that's for sure. So anyways, the, the moon in the Sikha, it says that the moon is going to become so close to the sun, they're going to become intimate, like a man and woman, face-to-face unity, they're going to become one. And they're going to share the same crown. What's the crown? The crown is essence. So they're going to know there's something greater than them. There's the essence that the sun's not greater than the moon. The moon's not greater than the sun. They're both in their full glory and they're both getting, they're both finally can access essence. And from there in this union, in the partnership together, they're going to light up the night and the dark. They're not going to be different luminaries. They're going to be in union and in union, they're going to light up the dark. And I was like, what? That means the moon is invisible. So the moon's invisible, but it's there. And it's in union with the sun and they're both together radiating essence. What? I thought there was two. And then I realized it was like, whoa, when it came through, understood. That's the power of the masculine and feminine union. When both of them are connected to essence and it starts with the woman. See, the moon was the first to say, okay, I'm willing to be suppressed. It always starts with the woman. When the woman connects to essence and knows her worth, the more and more and more she knows her worth, the more and more and more she lets go of masculine energy. Why would I want to make myself crazy and run a school and a Hebrew school and, a, and have a hundred guests and run around like crazy mashuga and have no life and have no time for myself if, I, if I'm inherently worthy and money is in abundance because in, in um, when you have a mind shift of uh, a mind shift with money, you realize money is completely in abundance. It's as much as rain it never ends. And you're not even, you know, if you want to do things to, and bring in money f- for value, you know, fine. But like to feel responsible, like if I stop, we want money. That's not even our role. And we slow and we let go of that and our, and the, and the guilt and the shame and all that masculine, all the density. And we just get into like, my role is to receive essence and to be a portal for essence to come into this world, one second, and to transform this world, to make this world into feminine light. And no one could do it besides us women because the masculine are waiting for us because they're getting essence from us. The more and more and more we do it, what happens is that we slow down, we calm down. We're like, oh, I'm gonna drink tea and sit outside because I want to, because it brings me pleasure, because it brings me joy. And then, my husband's out there conquering the world, bringing in money, doing all these things, and I'm just doing things that give me pleasure. What happens? He comes home. I'm connected to essence. He feels so good because he sees my essence and feels my essence. So that gives him permission to un- relax. I'm receptive. I can receive him. He feels so received. And a man sees themselves literally through the lens of his wife. If a wife is scattered and not receiving or doesn't see him as a gift and doesn't is not like present enough to receive him, the man can never land. And then they feel anxious and they don't feel good. The men don't look at themselves at the world. They look at themselves in the eyes of their wife. If their wife is in essence and sees the value of the husband because she's present, the man feels 
grows and glows more and more and more and becomes more and more successful and brings in more and more money and succeeds more and more and more because he's connected to essence through her. So he succeeds much more. And in their union, what happens is also because they're connected to essence, all of a sudden, I don't need to fight for my needs and you don't need to fight for your needs and you don't need to fight to be to speak and you don't I don't need to fight to speak because we're in harmony. So the harmony is the is the light that's was hidden under the density. The density was the chaos. There's no room for essence. There's no room for me. I'm fighting, fighting, fighting. Once the fighting stops and it's quiet and women are receptive, women are in their essence and they're enjoying their pleasure. So the home becomes pleasurable. So the husband feels he's accessing more pleasure and joy through her essence comes in more and more and what happens is just like the sun and moon in their union light up the world because there's going to be no more darkness the union of the masculine and feminine is what lights up your home it's you knowing who you are through your silence through your stillness through your humility through realizing you have so much power and then the masculine becomes gets into his power and he accesses his essence you have so much harmony and then through the shalom bias, your home literally, there's no more dark, there's no more shadows, there's no more pain, there's no more struggle, there's no more fighting. And it starts with our home, and then eventually the sun and the moon are going to light up once all our homes are lit up. Actually, it starts with our body. It starts with our own inner masculine and feminine, like our body being redeemed, and then our head knowing its space with our body. And once our body is redeemed, then we're connected to essence. Once we're connected to essence, we redeem our relationship. Once our relationships are redeemed, we redeem our home. And all the homes together starts with us, our homes, and then it lights up the world. And then eventually there will be no more darkness in the world. And that's the process, how it happens. So I wanna I wanna talk about a little bit more. Um wait, sorry, does anyone have questions? Yeah. Rachel and then Sarah, yeah. Um, I noticed just personally and, you know, with a lot of like kind of women that I know, because we're, you know, coming more and more into our power, um, there's this like kind of the men feel kind of lost a bit mm-hmm. um, and kind of like they don't know their place. And, and you know, not I'm not talking about like my husband specifically in this manner, but I guess I'm just wondering more about this financial piece. Like I feel like in some ways the women are, you know, more connected and more powerful than ever and and the men are struggling in that way but i'm also hearing you that it's really our job now to be in the space of pleasure and like receptivity especially in the realm of finances and i'm just like wondering how to kind of understand that it's a really good question and i will get to that but i i realize that i want to say something more that's really really important because if we don't understand our role as women and how powerful we are we 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 naturally we end up becoming masculine and we we use masculine energy for our worth because we need worth so we'll just fill ourselves up with masculine energy the more and more we understand we have to first understand what our role as women and the more we understand it and we redeem that knowledge and the power in it the more and more we could be in that feminine energy because we understand it's so powerful and then we don't feel worthless around and we feel powerful and then we could do more and more. So I just want to give an example of this, like the six days of the week and Shabbos is of course the masculine and feminine. So imagine like someone's like, if you keep Shabbos, like and you honor Shabbos, it's going to honor you. Like you're going to end up, Shabbos will give you, you think, oh my gosh, why would I, I have to work so hard and I have to shop and I have to make challah and I have to cook and I have to clean the house and I have to, 
bathe the kids and everything has to be so perfect for Shabbos. Like, why? What's the point? Like, I could just be producing more. Like, why would I stop and honor Shabbos? The fact is, the more you put into Shabbos, the more Shabbos is going to give back to you. Shabbos is a receiver, but it's also a giver. If you don't honor Shabbos and you say, fine, I'll keep Shabbos, but like, I'm not going to make delicious food. I'm not going to dress up beautiful. I'm not going to do anything. I'm just going to like take my leftovers from Wednesday and dump it on the table. And I don't care. And this is so annoying. And I don't want to invest energy in this. You'll have you'll have Shabbos. You'll get a little bit from Shabbos. But if you honor Shabbos and you delight in Shabbos and you give it your the more you give it, the more elevated your next week is going to be because Shabbos has so much power. That's the masculine and feminine that the more we honor this feminine light, we realize we are Shabbos, we are receptivity, we we are essence, we are the light, and we honor this feminine light, the more and more and more we see how much we're feeding our, the masculine energy in our body, the masculine energy in our home, our husbands. It's this ripple effect. It's like the more we invest in it, the more we understand. If we don't understand, then yeah, then it's very hard. But like the moon's invisible, but like with the sun it's making it's like conquering the world it's like taking away all the darkness so it's like i literally see this in my own life like the more and more whenever i will say this i mean this is vulnerable and personal but whenever i'm disconnected from my essence and i get into masculine energy so quick like i get a masculine energy i start controlling i start I'm, I'm out of alignment my husband completely gets frazzled doesn't know where i am doesn't know where he is and he's like you're walled up i don't know where you are i don't know what's going on all our issues come from that and it's and i i started i became much more conscious of it even the last few months like when i'm in my essence and i'm in pleasure and joy and receptivity like i see him i hear him i receive him like i feel so happy like i feel so whole and he feels so safe and so and it's literally it's like the solution to all sean bias issues it and but but not only that now we'll talk about the money what happens is i'll tell you why this actually transforms the money issue because when women are not in pleasure and joy and in desire and in abundance and in Shabbos mode, our husbands are in very, very, very restricted energy. Their only source is restricted, like boundaried, anxious. They Okay. The same way that when we were not connected to essence, we, we were more addicted to things, right? Because we were like looking for things outside of us and it, it didn't, it was, it brought out the worst in us. Like we're eating unhealthy food and now we feel yucky and now we feel, have a headache. And oh my gosh, I was like looking at social media for three hours and now I feel disgusting. It doesn't make you feel good. But when we're connected to essence, we have everything we need. And so everything's balanced. Now the same thing, imagine men, if they're not connected to essence through our portal, they're not feeling seen, they're not feeling received. So they need to substitute. So they're looking for it in the world. So they try to be seen and get their value in the world. And all the world is telling them more anxiety, more work harder, hustle, bustle, you're a failure. Look, these men are much more successful. Look at these men, they're CEOs. This one's a million or this. The masculine world is so egotistical and so unsafe and so competitive and so overwhelming. No matter how successful as a man you are, you will always feel like a failure if you're looking for your value outside. And so they come home, they feel like a failure, then they're like burnt out. And so then maybe they turn to their addictions or whatever. And it's just this vicious cycle of like helplessness and hopelessness. When we are in a portal of essence and we're providing them essence and we see them, when we're, when we're in essence, we see them from a lens of essence. We see their value. We see everything they're doing, all their hard work, even if they're busy and they're hardworking and they're not home sometimes, 
they're working for us. They're working so hard to take care of our family. Like you shift your perspective and you realize like everything they're doing is for us. Like, wow, thank you. They feel received, they feel good. They could start getting their value from us, which is from Essence. They relax more, they take a better care of their health. They eat better, they exercise better, they sleep better. They're... And so they produce better and they perform better and then they're more successful because they feel more confident. And it's and then it brings more money and more money and more money. And it's literally like, it's magical, but also like, as I'm saying it now, I'm realizing, because I've known this and I've experienced this in my own life, but it's actually science, it's logic. You know, like as I'm saying this, I'm like, it makes sense, it's logic. If it's okay, just can I ask a, a teeny follow-up question? Of course. Yeah, go for it. The, the maximum degree that I've experienced my own esses, essence is in my self-expression and contribution to others, whether it's like as a therapist, a coach, a speaker. Is that masculine? And if it is, am I missing something in the realm of fe feminine essence that would allow me to experience even greater pleasure and connection to myself than that because I I've tried a lot of different things and like that's the most pleasure I've been able to access yeah so what I want to correct you is not feminine essence essence is masculine and feminine it's high it's not masculine or feminine it's higher it's source right so you're what you're asking is of the class from a few weeks ago that basically that as long as our worth is connected by what we do what we produce we're still in nefeshella kiss it's the light and how much we do and how much we accomplish and even if our worth is, first of all, there's nefeshella kiss, right? The spiritual light that we do. So we get like a high from that or a high from feminine light. Like, oh, I get a high from dancing or I get a high from, you know, cooking this delicious food or I get a high from going to the beach. Either highs are great, but if you're missing the third, making space for the third, that which is essence, you're never landing. You're never grounded. You're always, and then I need more dance or I need more high or I need more spirituality or I need more physical. Physical and spiritual without essence are both good. And it's, first we only have spiritual, then you have spiritual and physical, which is even more, but really you need essence. You need to come home and land. You need to know you're worthy when you're sitting and doing absolutely nothing. There's so many people who have sleep problems, Baruch Hashem, thank God my sleep problems healed, but for years I had sleep problems because I was, my worth was connected so much what I was doing. So when I would try to fall asleep, I couldn't land. My nervous system was so wired up that like just letting go and being like, I did enough and it's okay. Like I had such a hard time for so many years and thank God through this healing, it completely transformed and my relationship with sleep completely transformed. So but is there I an ability to access the pleasure of essence just in not doing like, you know, I express myself as a coach. And then like the next day, I feel that like fulfillment of like, I expressed my essence, but like three days later, I don't like, so you're saying that you can just feel pleasure. Not in really essence. your essence. You're expressing your, it's, it's, it's an expression of essence, but it's really an expression of your light or your personality or your, your soul, which is rays. It's, it's not essence. Essence. When you're with essence, you are sitting, doing absolutely nothing and feel like you're on a mountain of gold and you can't explain it <laughs> that's being with essence it's like no one's here i'm all alone i'm not doing anything my phone's off and i can't explain like i literally feel like my body is bursting with love like that's essence it's not it's if it, as long as it's connected to an agenda or doing it's it's not wrong it's part of us but that's not essence essence is is higher than any expression 
So, and that's something we have to, and then we get very uncomfortable because it's like, but that, that, that's something that develops and nurtures over time. The more we sit still and the more we imagine ourselves with essence and that's connecting to unconditional love. Like, oh my gosh, I feel like such a failure. I have so many big feelings and I can't accomplish. No, you're not. You're unconditionally loved. You have a shaman. You, the more and more you tell yourself that, the more and more you're bringing, drawing an essence into your system. Okay, I, I wanna, I'm going to share, I'm going to read a few paragraphs and then we'll end and then we could discuss more. Um, I want you guys to hear this. So um, I'm going to go do a little out of order. I'm going to page 239 on the left side. Okay. This is this paragraph that I'm going to read is, is connected to the Parsha. It's explaining why, why was Yaakov suppressed and why couldn't he connect to Esav yet in, a, in the true way? And it's in the going back to the beginning of the class because the feminine light of Tohu, right? The sparks that were in the world needed masculine energy in order to make vessels for it. So, anyways, we'll read it and you'll see. Okay. Yaakov is compared to the moon, the small luminary, and Yaakov is called small, who will who will rise. Yaakov, for he is small, and therefore the small one counts by the small. Actually, that's that's not what I want to read. I'm gonna read next. Okay, and based on what is known that the decreasing of the moon, go and make yourself small to be the small luminary, is because of the breaking of the vessels of Tohu that the sparks of holiness fell below, and therefore there is the descent of the sphere of Malchus moon to act as a recipient, meaning it's not a lower light, but it was diminished and act just as a recipient, as if it had nothing to give for a long time, um, to descend, in order to refine the sparks of Tohu, indeed, the state of the moon that it needs to receive from the sun is for the purpose of the service of refinements. So all these years when we were refining the world and making it ready for Hashem's essence, we, we needed the, the recipient, the moon needed to receive from the sun, the woman needed to be suppressed and we were just receiving masculine energy. However, upon the completion of the service of refinements, once the avodah is the initial avodah is done, which the rabbi said we are, the moon will not act as a recipient. Rather, the light of the moon will be the like the light of the sun, two big luminaries. And we may say that this is hinted also in the content of the parsha of Vayishlach. And Yaakov sent angels in front of him to Esav his brother. The Yaakov, whose source is in the world of Tikkun, sent angels in front of him, literally to the realm that is higher and level than him, to Esav his brother to his source in Tohu, since in accordance with his connection to Yaakov, indeed, it is Esav that was refined and returned to his source in the transcendent aspects of Tohu. So the the receiver, the recipient and the giver changes in terms of who you're with. Like Yaakov compared to Hashem, the Jews are the moon compared to Hashem. Hashem is like the sun. But when it comes to Yaakov and Esav, Yaakov becomes like the sun and Esav is the Tohu, is the light, is the moon. And it is the higher light. So in order to draw the transcendent aspects of Tohu to him below in Tukun, which is the aspect of the internalized light, and the transcendent light will shine in the internalized and they will unite together. And this is also one second, and this is let me just finish it. And this is also the content of the phenomenon of the bonding and union of the moon and the sun, Yaakov and Asa, of the internalized light and the transcendent light. Hashem fills all worlds and encompasses all worlds to the degree that the moon does not receive from the sun. Since the refinement of the sparks of Tohu have already 
been completed, which for this purpose, the moon was decreased to be as a recipient, as mentioned above. Rather, once this avoda is done, rather the light of the moon becomes like the light of the sun, that they're both equal. So once the sparks, so Yaakov was hoping, actually, when he met Esav, that it was the world would be ready, but he realized it wasn't. And so the feminine light had to still say suppress, meaning like Esav wasn't ready to unite with Yaakov yet. And, and it had to stay, okay, Yaakov did his work. He elevated himself. He was ready. And he came to a space of humility and realized that he was ready to unite with Esav and said, oh, we need both energies. But what happened was that Esav wasn't refined. The Tohu light wasn't refined. It wasn't ready to connect. And so it needed to stay suppressed. And because we needed specifically the Tikkun energy, the boundary energy, the masculine energy for the refinement. And that's and the moon was suppressed. So, but the Rebbe is saying, but once that's done, the feminine light can be fully redeemed, and the moon could be in its full glory. And it's both. Where we have talked about this already. Then the masculine and feminine, they're not equal. They're not. I mean, they're equal, but they're not the same. They're both givers and they're both receivers, but in different ways. Okay. Once I'm gonna I'm gonna read um, now. Okay, this is really amazing. Now the Rebbe is saying. I'm going to read how the rabbi says now we are in this space that we've already done this masculine work and we're here and we're ready okay i'm going to read this however after our page 241 on the top left however after our deeds and service of all the jewish people throughout the generations including and especially after the revelation of the hasidic teachings on the 19th of kislev which is coming up which then began the main phenomenon of spread your wellsprings outward and is continuously increasing through the rabbis, our leaders from generation to generation until my revered father-in-law, the rabbi leader of our generation, which through him, the wellsprings are spread outward in the whole entire world. All the aspects have already been completed also from the perspective of and in the world to as he as he notified and announced that all the aspects of service are already complete. Also the polishing of the buttons and everything is ready for the coming of Mashiach. And from this is understood that the continuation of the service after this, as long as Mashiach is delayed for whatever reason, which is not known or understood at all, is not the service of refinements, since the service of refinements has already ended and is complete. Rather, a special service to bring the revelation, the essence, in actuality in the world. So the rabbi is saying, the Tikkun Avada is over, the refinement of Birurim and spiritual work and masculine and going out and finding sparks. It's over. All that's left, all the only reason why Mashiach is not here is because the essence needs to be redeemed. And this is the work of the feminine. This is on us, women. We have to do it. Now, one second. I just want to read one more thing. Um, this is also so powerful that the rabbi is saying that exile was just an engagement and, and in marriage, like we got little gifts here and there, little things. Oh, thank you, Hashem. But marriage is just going to be a complete abundance. And then I will end with that, the recording, and then we could discuss more afterwards. Okay. And on page 235, left side. And among the main innovations in the days of Mashiach in comparison to the giving of the Torah, the giving of the Torah was the first connection with Hashem, and that was just the engagement. And now the rabbi is saying, compared to now, when we're getting Torah Hadasha, which is the Mashiach Torah, is the phenomenon of the marriage, as stated in the Midrash, analogy of a king that betrothed a woman and wrote over to her small presence. Then when he came to marry her, he wrote over to her many presents as a husband. So, so to the pre-Messianic era was the betrothal, as the verse says, and I will betroth you to me forever. And he only gave them the moon, as the verse says, this month is for you, as in the lunar months. 
So what did the, the Hashem gave us? He gave us the moon, like we're compared to the moon. We were suppressed. We were just engaged to Hashem. He gave us, sometimes we got some good things uh, in all the darkness. Oh, a little bit of air here, a little bit of goodness here. Oh, I found, you know, a little bit of money to buy something. I'm so grateful. Like that was exile. However, in the days of Mashiach, there will be the marriage, as the verse says, for the one that has relations with you makes you, at that time, he gives them everything, as the verse says, and the wise one will shine as a bright sky, and the ones who cause the public to be righteous as stars forever, that the main and complete union of the Jewish congregation with Hashem, that they become one, literally, marriage, is in the days of Mashiach, when, and it doesn't say end Mashiach, it says in the days of Mashiach, we are in Yemaisa Mashiach, um, in the days of Mashiach, which then will be fulfilled, the promise of the light of the moon will be the light of the sun, that the Jewish people are not only like the moon that receives from the sun, he only gave them the moon, rather they are like the sun, he gives them everything, also the sun, since it is revealed that the Jewish people and Hashem are all one. So this union of masculine and feminine becomes with Hashem that we realize Hashem is not so far off, please, please give me a little crumbs here and there. We become, we reveal essence that we realize Hashem is within us. And of course, He's going to give us everything we need in abundance. He wants us to have a beautiful home and beautiful clothes and abundant of food and pleasure and joy. And what do you mean? We are married to Him. Why would a husband not want his wife to have everything? Like, why? It's Him. It's us. We're together. Like, it's Hashem experiencing this beautiful home. Of course, you should have a beautiful home. Of course, you should have everything. Not, am I worthy? Am I not? What do you mean? You're one with Hashem. Your home is Hashem's home. All right, thank you. I'm going to end.